Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to rip and tear into our round 11 rapid review this morning. Round 11, a cracking round. Uh, a couple of big injuries that occurred over this weekend. We're still waiting to hear the results on a few of those scans and whatnot to see how bad they're going to be, but we'll get to those. A couple of big wins, a couple of teams really standing up and showing what they're about. A couple of upsets, so plenty to get into. The round started on Thursday night with the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Newcastle Knights in Newcastle. Uh, I thought the Knights came out and looked really good in this game. Uh, I think it was six all at halftime. The Broncos' D was hanging in there. Anthony Milford was looking on fire. The worry with Milford's always lasting the entire game. You could definitely see in the second half he was gassed, as he should be. Hasn't really played reserve grade or anything as far as I know. So, Milford, I thought he looked really good in the first half, uh, and I think he'll be better for the run. I think he'll be better in the future. And the Newcastle Knights, at least for 40 minutes, they started <clears throat> to look like the side uh, that we came to know in the first few weeks. Unfortunately, uh, they had to come out of the sheds in the second half, and Brisbane... They just ran away with it. And look, to be fair, I thought there was a couple of really dodgy calls against the Knights. I thought that Selwyn Cobbo's try off the Katoni Stags' uh, right foot that he set up there, I thought that was bullshit. That shouldn't have been a try. And I personally thought Dane Gagai's uh, was a try for all money. So look, Brisbane, it's unfortunate that we're talking about referee um, referee decisions and b- bunker decisions instead of saying how well the Broncos were. I still think the better team won. Uh, you know, won by, what was it, 26 points or something along those lines. But uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it that those those poor refereeing decisions and bunker decisions, they came at crucial moments in that game, and I did feel very sorry for Newcastle, but uh, this is what's going to happen sometimes. I thought that Katoni Staggs, he just loves coming up against quality centres. He went head-to-head with Bradman Best in this game, uh, and he was sensational. Bradman Best, unfortunately, suffering an injury at the back end of this game, a sickening uh, dislocation of his elbow that was a really tough watch. Uh, so we do wish Bradman all the very best. 
impressed. Uh, I thought that, once again, Corey Oates is having a cracking season at the moment. Did very well. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo, he just keeps on getting better and better every week. Absolutely killed it. I think he was the top scorer in Supercoach this week. Uh, I didn't play him. I got him in my team. When I saw Adam Reynolds was out, I sort of thought, oh, I don't know about it. So I left him. For the Broncos to win this game by that much in Newcastle, Without Adam Reynolds, it's a huge confidence boost uh, for this side. And I, you know what? I thought Tyson Gamble actually kicked really well. No doubt about it, I'd rather have Adam Reynolds. But I don't think that a lot of the kicks that Tyson Gamble took, the vast majority of them, especially in the first half, I don't think they could have got much better results out of it um, than if they had Adam Reynolds there. I thought he kicked exceptionally well. But the Brisbane Broncos, they just kept on giving away penalties in the first three tackles to get the Newcastle Knights out of trouble. So it was hard for them to build pressure. Uh, his halves partner, Ezra Mam, his debut. I said to Kempe, I, I texted him about 15 minutes into this game. I said, it's like watching Milford in 2022 versus Milford in 2014. Ezra Mam, he was all over the place. He had a bit of a shock at first half. He, uh, very disappointing. There was the try that Tyson Brazell scored the first one where he got a rebound off his hand. Uh, made it a bit easy for Tyson. But even in that moment, despite him making a mistake and him not getting it right, you can see why this kid's so good. He preempted exactly uh, what the Newcastle Knights were going to do on that play. And if you've watched him in Queensland Cup at all, you'll know that most of the time he scoops that up, he goes down the other end. And the thing that I love about Ezra Mann, and he did have a poor first half. Uh, he set up their, their, their try, but it was a poor option, let's be honest here. A lot of things went against him. He had a couple of knock-ons. He, he, he let that try him where it hit his hand and whatnot. But it didn't rattle him at all. He just kept coming back at them. And I love that about Ezra Mam. And it really paid dividends for him in the second half. So I don't think he'll be a regular first grader just yet. I think Adam Reynolds will come back into this side and he will fall out of it. Uh, but he showed that he can handle himself. And to me... He showed that even when things aren't going his way, he's not going to hide away from the game. So great signs for Ezra Mann. Congratulations on making his first great debut. Uh, tough knock for the Newcastle Knights, losing Bradman best. Uh, but yeah, Brisbane, they march on. I think they're in the top six now, which is unbelievable considering where they were last year and the year before that. So well done to the Brizzy Broncos. Looking very good. A great win without Adam Reynolds there against the Newcastle Knights. Newcastle heading in the right direction, uh, but still plenty more to add to their game. Let's move to the next game, the Canterbury Bulldogs and the West Tigers. Tigers got this one done 36-22. Uh, Garner scored early a great ball by Joe Offerhangawi. Uh Garner, he's one of the best line runners in rugby league. Fuck, he's going to be a good signing um, for the Penrith Panthers next year. He's going to do very, very well. Uh, penalty for an obstruction when, when they were tackled. This is one of my pet peeves in rugby league that they only penalise these obstructions on a try-scoring play. Uh, Max King, he was left standing in no man's land at one point and they did get the penalty, which is how it should be. It's how it should be called. Speaking of Max King, Supercoach-wise, what a nightmare. Uh, I think he's... I think he's gone sub-40 in the last three or four weeks in a row now. Very disappointing. He plays round 13, so we're going to have to hold him. Uh, but he, we've just been waiting for him to get big minutes and then to explode, but it hasn't really happened, which has been disappointing. Uh, Jacko Hastings put Stafford Toe up for a cracking try. Uh, down the short side, the old look long, play short. Joey John's double pump, had it all. Great ball playing from Jackson Hastings. I was talking to him earlier today. He's obviously got his leg injury. He came into the game with that one. So, um, you know, if the Tigers weren't in the position they are, Jacko wouldn't have played that game. So a sensational effort for him to play. It'll be interesting to see if he backs up this week uh, against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They have got the bye the week after. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes there. 
Uh, I, I thought Flanagan in the first half, it, they did score one try through him, but I, th- I, th- I thought outside of that, he really stood up and made a couple of very, very big tackles. Um, I thought the one on Jade Norkenball was funny where he came out for the 20-meter tap. He put it on the ground, he tapped it, and, a, you know, a real original, uh, an OG sort, sort of tap there, and everyone sort of um, um, shit themselves. It would have been a penalty. He actually got a penalty for it the week before for his team because they went early, and it was funny just listening to the ref saying, hey, just tap it normally, you know, don't do do not do what, what you're meant to do, just do what you're used to. It was like how we're used to having the scrums and all that. Uh, I thought Jeremy Marshall King, he was incredible. He had one set where he went for a line break and then he scored a try at the end of it. He was massive, Jeremy Marshall King. I really do think there's a lot of teams that should be uh, inquiring about his signature for next season with Reid Marnie there. I think he's going great. Hastings got Simbin. I thought it was a bit of a tough one. Uh, when you go back and watch the replay, it was a bit off, but referees have got to go via vibe on those things, so that sort of shit happens. Um, yeah, look, I, I just saw at Canterbury, they didn't. No, they, they, they took advantage of that 10 minutes, but they probably didn't make the Tigers pay as much as they should. Uh, New Brown scored two tries in the last 20 minutes. When you have a look at his story, highly advised you go and have a look. Go to his Instagram, um, New Brown. He's been documenting his story for a very long time, and it's an incredible effort to come back. He was essentially told by a few doctors not to play anymore. Uh, he went over to England. He, was, he wasn't even playing Super League. He was playing for Featherston, who I think are in the one below that. Uh, so incredible effort for New Brown to come back. Played for the Bears a couple of weeks ago, made his way over to the West Tigers, uh, and now gets to come back into first grade. Sensational to see. Jock Madden, I thought he had a really good back end of that game as well. I love Jock Madden. I think he's got so much fucking talent. It's not even funny. Uh, finally scored a try that he deserved. We took him for an anytime try score on our bets. Hopefully he got on that. I think he was at $6.50. Uh, a cracking chip over the top try there. For me, um, Matt Dufty, some of the efforts that he put in in the last 15, 20 minutes, especially cleaning up kicks, I would drop him this week. I could not possibly pick him. If you go and watch that try um, that Jock Madden scores, watch Dufty on that one. That is just, you cannot have that in first grade. That's off the back of last week, just avoiding contact uh, as much as he could and letting Adam Clune stroll through. For me, I have to make a change with Dufty this week. It's just, it sends a poor sign to the rest of your team, in my opinion. But what well under the Tigers, getting it done there. 36-222 despite having Jacko Sinbin for a little while. Luke Brooks missing, etc., etc. A very good win for them there in Canterbury. Uh, more of the same. They've got 22 points, which is good to see. A lot of those when there was 10 off, you know, 10 in the bin for Jacko, to be fair. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, not... Uh, like it is dire straits for Canary, but they probably are better than what they were last year, which is what makes it difficult. Obviously missing Josh Adokar, which hurts. I thought Tavita Pango Jr. came on and played a really strong game off the bench, uh, sort of played like a Ryan Madison sort of role. He was great. Uh, Matty Burton's got a cracking try of him, but yeah, not really sure where Canary's heading to be honest with you. The late game, Parramatta 22 over the Manly Seagulls 20. Geez, Cherry Evans threw a cracking ball at the start of this one. It was sensational. That's his winger. Tua Pelotu, I believe it was. And just on him, he is an absolute weapon. He is like a little Brian Toe. He's probably a slightly bigger Brian Toe, to be fair, but he gets through so much fucking work. It's not even funny. A great finisher. I think he's locked himself into this Manly team uh, long-term. Now, Parramatta, when they got the ball in hand and they are moving it, fuck, they're silky to watch. They're just some of their backline plays are just unreal. The way they 
move the ball from one sideline to the other. There was a ball that Gutho threw uh, to Hayes Perham, I think it was, an absolute cracking ball. They look so good, Parramatta, when they are flowing. Moses got binned at 12-10, uh, made life difficult there. Turbo, of course, injured, was probably uh, the biggest headline out of this game. A huge loss for Manly. He did some really classy things. One of his catch and passes, little tap-ons that he did in this game that has been his trademark over the last year or two. Uh, very disappointing for Manly. We're, we're going to have a podcast coming in about two hours or so talking about some teams and their draw over the next six or seven weeks during the origin period. Manly's one of the teams we're going to touch on because I'm really worried about them over the next few weeks. Parramatta, I mean, Manly sort of had this game done and dusted. They managed to score two tries in the last 12 minutes, Parramatta. The last one coming from Will Penasini. Huge play from Gutho and Isaiah Papali'i. IPAT probably quiet by his standards uh, in this game, but he did set up that last try. And Penasini, uh, he's becoming a sneaky little weapon, isn't he? I love watching this kid play. He's got so much ability. And I feel like we really are still sort of scratching the surface with him. So a great finish to that game. The Parramatta scoring two tries. Parramatta Eels scoring two tries in the last 12-odd minutes to win it. And then Mitch Moses from the sideline uh, really owning a big moment in a big game in the rain. It doesn't get much better than this. You could see how much it meant to Mitch Moses as well. So congratulations to Mitch. Congratulations to Parramatta. A good little W there. Uh, Manly Seagulls, though, it's going to be a tough few weeks. Obviously, Ches and Gerbo. They're going to leave after next weekend's game, which was against Melbourne in Melbourne, coming off two two losses. Going to be a very tough gig for the Manly Seagulls. The boys will then go and play Origin there without Turbo. Uh, It's going to be a big test for Foz and probably Josh Schuster, who comes into the halves over the next few weeks. Super Saturday kicked off between the Dragons and the New Zealand Warriors. Dragons getting it done here at Wynn Stadium. Pretty wet and wild down there. I was actually in Wollongong for this one. Wasn't able to make it to the game, though. Uh, Sean Johnson knock-on off the kickoff. He sort of thought, fuck here. Here we go. Uh, New Zealand Warriors, though, they just hang in there. Um, they scored two tries off kicks. I thought on both of them, Moses Sully, if he was more alert and more alive, they probably shouldn't have scored either of them. It's something that Sully's definitely got to work on. You could see as he came off at halftime, he was pretty frustrated with himself. So he should be. Um, New Zealand, they probably shouldn't have been in this game, realistically. I think they really are missing. They're missing, obviously, Josh Curran. He's a huge loss. They're missing him massively. But I'll tell you who else they're missing, and he's not a superstar, but... Fuck, you can see the difference without him. Wade Egan. Um, Jazz Tavega isn't really a nine. I think he's more of a 13. His service isn't great. Uh, you've had Lussick coming off the bench. who has been good without being great. But if you can just have Wade Egan there for 80 minutes and then you can plug another forward onto this team, I just think they'd be so much more damaging. I think they really are missing those two. SJ scored a nice try in this game. I think he needs to run more. Uh, the Warriors' edge defense is just... It's just in disarray. Fuck, it's hard to watch. I thought Benny Hunt, Amon, they were great uh, for the St. George of Dragons, but I thought Cody Ramsey, I thought this was probably the best game of his career playing fullback. Once again, I said it during the week, I was very critical of him being picked, but as I did say, and as I always say, because he always fucking does this, uh, I look at the decisions that Hooks makes, and I just don't understand them, and then somehow they end up being right. Cody Ramsey, absolutely branded in this game. I thought he was sensational. Uh, there was a moment late in the game where I thought Reese Walsh had to be sinbinned. I was hoping he wasn't for my super coach side, uh, but he, I agree with just about everyone. He should have been sinbinned. I cannot believe that he wasn't binned in that moment. Disappointing loss to New Zealand, but... Scored two tries off kicks. I thought the Dragons were the better side. Uh, New Zealand, though, that's two losses 
by le- by under six points, which is very disappointing considering how shit they've played. Let's be perfectly honest here. So the Warriors, if they can just finally put it together for a couple of weeks, they could be an interesting side. But that is so much easier said than done. Congrats to the Dragons getting a job done there. Uh, there's no easy games in the NRL. That's the reality of it. The Dragons had to fight hard for that one, and they came home with the W. All right, let's move to the blockbusters. North Queensland Cowboys, Melbourne Storm. Cowboys winning this one 36-6. A big win for the Cows. Sort of answers a couple of questions we've had about this side. I understand that the Melbourne Storm were missing Pappy. They're missing Jerome Hughes. I get that. But the Cowboys, they were dominant. They were dominant. 12-6 at halftime. I thought that flattered the Melbourne Storm. I thought the Cowboys were the better side. Melbourne conceding a couple of soft tries, which were very disappointing, but their errors were killing them through the middle. Um, I've got written here in capital letters, un-Melbourne. Very un-Melbourne. Um, I thought for the Cowboys, the set that really stood out for me, and, and we've got to remember, they pretty much did this without Tamalolo too, which is incredible. If you told me that the Cows beat the Melbourne Storm without Tamalolo. I would assume it's during Origin Week and Melbourne Storm have a stack of injuries. Uh, they still had a quality side out there. But the set that really, really stood out for me was the one where Reese Robson scored. So they went down the right. They started on the left upright. They went down the right. And you saw Drinky. He jumped into first receiver and Chad Townsend was out the back of him, sort of in a fullback sort of shape. So both those guys, bit of a role reversal in that moment. They went out to the right. I think Nanai got tackled. They came back to the left. Drinky had another hit up. He went all the way over to the left tram line. You could see Reese Robson was chasing him behind him, trying to get into dummy half. Tommy Dearden beat him beat him there. And normally if you're a hooker, you're trying to get there. You sort of just get out of the way so they can swing the ball or whatever. Reese Robson just clicks into rugby league mode and just goes, okay, there's opportunity, there's space here. I'm going to run that line. I'm going to put myself in there. Dearden just plays eyes up, knows that his hooker, who's out of position, is just going to run that line for him and put him over. So I thought that was a great little moment where it first of all went to Chad and Drinky, both playing sort of out of position in an unfamiliar role, and they just clicked, they made it work. And then on the exact next play, all of a sudden you've got the halfback in at hooker and your hooker's running like a front rower, and they just... They, they just summed it up in a second. You can't really train for that sort of stuff. That's just a sign of a good footy team that understands each other. Same thing whenever Hiku, you know, whenever they go right, Hiku just goes, okay, fuck it. I'm not going to stand back. I'm going to jump into a fullback role on the left-hand side. I mean, could you imagine if a Katoni Stag started doing that? If every time they went right and there was no space in there, he just went, you know what? I'm going to chime in on the left and make myself an extra number. It would just be so dangerous. The Cowboys... They're doing very, very special things at the moment. I was so impressed with them. Yes, the Melbourne Storm had injuries. I get it. Uh, but they were rattled through the middle. They absolutely gave it to them. Harry Grant played halfback. I think it was a mistake. I don't think they should have gone down that avenue. Easy to say after. Uh, but I, I think next week they will choose Harry Grant at nine. I think they'll choose Brandon Smith through the middle. Hopefully they get Husey back. But if not, I think they just need to find a different avenue to go down. Wasn't really working for them there. Um, the Storm, what are they going to do? Do they make some changes? Do we start to look at Jack Howarth? Do we start to look at Warbrick? Personally, I'd be giving Warbrick his debut next week. Uh, S- S- uh, Marion Seve, I was about to say Savion Mere. Uh, Marion Seve, he is not the answer. He is really struggling out there. I thought Irema battled a little bit too. So I don't know. Until Rima Smith gets back, I think they need to try things. And I think Warbrick, Jack Howarth, I think one of them might be the answer. Congratulations to the North Queensland Cowboys. They look to be the real deal to me. I was very impressed. Um, 
They take on the Penrith Panthers this week, and you know a, a, another big test. But I thought this was going to be a massive test for them. They really they flew through it, to be honest with you. Melbourne were on Melbourne. There's no doubt about that. But you have to give credit to the North Queensland Cowboys. They showed up. They delivered. They dominated through the middle without Tamalolo, which is pretty rare for the North Queensland Cowboys. I mean, yes, Hines and Pappy missing. They got to bring guys in to replace them. I mean, you take Tamalolo out of the North Queensland side, he's the best forward in the world, essentially. You know, like very very tough gig. So congratulations. Congratulations to North Queensland Cowboys. Um, they're starting to stand up on those big stages, which is what we wanted to see from the Cowboys. Shout out to Todd Payton. You're an absolute fucking genius. I thought you were a Muppet last year. How wrong I was. All right, the Penrith Panthers, 32 over the Chooks, 12. Penrith, they're just too good. They're literally just too good. I, I think the Roosters played pretty well, to be honest with you. I don't think there was 20 points between these sides. But the Panthers, they just take advantage of every single opportunity. The Chooks scored in the last few minutes as well to sort of make it look a little bit closer. Um, but uh, the Penrith Panthers, they, they just make you pay for every single little moment. Um, I thought the Chooks' D was pretty good, to be honest with you. They come up with some really good defensive plays. Panthers' defense was unbelievable, especially their edge defense. Uh, I was talking about the Warriors before. When you compare the Warriors' edge defense and the Panthers' edge defense, it's just it's day and night at the moment. Uh, I thought Targo had a really good game, really strong performance. Was unlucky not to score. Um, kick out, you know, another solid performance. That shot the Suwali put on kick out that was unreal. Um, look, uh, as much as it's a thirty-two to twelve loss, you know, for the Roosters, it was nil all after thirty minutes. They really did take it to the Penrith Panthers. Um, they started to blow them out after that. A little bit of class from Isaiah Yo broke it open with Jerome Luai scoring. Then he scored his second one off a of Nathan Cleary strip. Just your, just your real big guy starting to stand up. We mentioned on Bloke in a Bar last week. Kick out, he's as dangerous as a decoy as he is with the ball. You saw it on Luai's second try, uh, and then Appy right on half time. I mean, here we are, we're going in, what, 10-0, 12-0, whatever it was. Uh, they're setting up for a one-pointer. All eyes are on Nathan Cleary and Appy Curacao, uh, the smartest nine on the field, one of the smartest footballers on the field, if not the smartest. Uh, he just, he always picks these moments perfectly. Another guy that if you listen to the podcast, our preview, we said to have a little bit of coin on him as an anytime try scorer in this one, uh, and he did deliver for us at pretty good odds. But yeah, just going into halftime for me, that's the one that I thought just killed the Roosters. I thought they were done and dusted after that. And, um, you know, they came out in the second half. Roosters looking all right once again. Um, Critter takes a ball off a kick and goes the length of the field, runs to the try line and probably runs into a Blues jersey as well, in my opinion. 22-0, and uh, that's officially curtains on this game. They weren't getting back into it. The Panthers' defense, they just find numbers everywhere. They must be such a pain in the ass uh, to deal with. Uh, Teddy scores, then the Chooks concede another soft try to James Fisher-Harris off the back of that. Rhea Hargraves has a high tackle. He mouths off to the referee. He gets sin bin when it would have just been a penalty and on report. And look, if I was the ref, I would have sent Rhea Hargraves off the field. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sin bin him. I would have sent him. Uh, the way that he spoke to the referee was fucking disgraceful. Um, I like Joe Rhea Hargraves, but we've got to be better than that as a game. It was just absolutely fucking childish. Uh, whether you agree with what Rhea Hargraves was saying or not, there's a way to handle him that was really poor from a guy that I would consider to be a leader in our game. So I thought he was lucky to get 10, to be honest with you. Um, let your coach talk about it after the game. Talk about it during the week in the media, not on the field, swearing at the ref. Childish, a really shit display from Jared Rear Hargraves, and I think he was lucky to be able to come back on the field. I would have sent him off. I think he deserved that. Got everything he got, uh, and I personally think he got a bit, a little bit less uh, than, than, than what he should have got realistically. But a good win from the Penny Panthers. Uh, they just keep rolling on. The South Sydney Rabbitohs on Sunday versus the Canberra Raiders uh, from Dubbo. The Raiders 32-12. to 
12. Uh, tough for South Sydney at the start. Junior Satola uh, knocked out in the first minute. Always going to be tough uh, without a middle when they're already missing Cam Murray. I said last week that the New Zealand Warriors, they didn't get off the bus until the 50th minute. And then when they started to play some footy, I think you could see how much the Bunnies are missing Cam Murray. And I think that was evident again today. Uh, the Raiders pack just rolled through them realistically. Uh, and so they should be missing Cam Murray. He's a premier forward in our game, a premier player in our game. But yeah, the, the Raiders, they just dominated the middle early. Their meters, they were just coming so easy. It was tough to watch. Uh, the reality is, though, 70% possession to the Raiders after 20 minutes. So, so much ball. They only led 8-0. So, South Sydney, they were in this game if they could just find a way to get themselves back into it. Uh, you know, Starling, he throws a brilliant ball to Hudson Young, who runs one of the best lines you will see to score a try there. Tomoko, he got away with one of the great forward passes of all time. I could not fucking believe it. Um, yeah, look, the Raiders, they were just too good through the middle. South Sydney couldn't keep up with them. And this was my worry without Cam Murray. Um, you also take Junior Zatola out of it, who's one of the best front rowers in the South Sydney pack, uh, if not the best, best front rower, to be honest with you. It was always going to be a real uphill battle. Take Tane Milne out of the contest. They had to make changes. For me, I thought Nick Arriman was a really good injection for South Sydney, and I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they find a spot for him in the 13 over the next few weeks. I don't think Blake Taff has been overly impressed in the one jersey. I also don't think Ilias over the last few weeks has been the player. I, I feel like he was building up, building up, building up, and then he's been a bit stagnant over the last few weeks. And I think there's moments there when you can tell Cody Walker um, is a bit disgruntled uh, with his young halfback and some of the decisions that he makes. Um, there was the grubber that he put into feet. It was a shit kick that Jack Whiten, he, he ran the field. Damien Cook had to chase him down. They got two points off it a couple of plays later. So I don't know what they do here if they bring Nick Arima into the seven or into the one. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but I've got a feeling uh, that Nick Arima might become a more integral part of this side. It might give uh, the South Sydney spine of Taff and Ilias another week to see how they go. I'm not sure who the Bunnies play next week off the top of my head. I think they might play the West Tigers. Uh, so that might be a good opportunity for them to bounce back there. But the Tigers, they're going reasonably well. Good win on the weekend against the Canterbury Bulldogs. So I think there will be changes there soon. I think they looked a little bit frustrated, but we'll see how we go. Really missing Cam Murray. Hopefully uh, he's back next week. Mate, are the Canberra Raiders, are they the real deal? Have they have they turned a corner here? I'm not too sure. I just I find it so hard to trust this footy side, but fuck, they look good. I will say this, they did throw the ball around a lot, and when those passes stick, it looks great. A lot of the times it doesn't stick for the Raiders, and they look like idiots. I, I'm starting to wonder if they just had one of those days or if the Raiders... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. are really back, you know. I think they've got a tough matchup next week against the Sydney Roosters from memory, so that'll be a huge one for them. Sorry, no, Parramatta Eels they've got next week uh, coming to you from Canberra. Parramatta that they play next week in round 12, so that'll be a really interesting game. They get the long turnaround on that one, as do Parramatta, though. Down in Canberra, it is getting cold down there, so they'll see this one as a big opportunity. I believe Frawley was ruled out because he had the cold during the week, which has been knocking blokes around left, right, and centre. Schneider came in and 
Schneider did well. I wouldn't say it was his best game. I wouldn't say it was his worst game, though. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do because Frawls had won that jersey at the start of the week, reportedly, then was a bit crook. I personally think they'll probably bring Frawley back in, but it's hard to change a winning side, so it will be interesting. I'd probably be leaving the decision up to Jack Whiten, and if I was Jack Whiten, I think I'd be leaning towards Frawley, realistically. But a great win by the Canberra Raiders there over the Bunnies, 32-12. to South Sydney, very, very disappointing, despite a few things uh, going against them obviously with injuries and stuff uh, they're a good enough team to overcome them or at least I think they're a good enough team to overcome that sort of stuff so big few weeks coming up for the Bunnies as well. Last game of the week the Cronulla Sharks 25 of the Gold Coast Titans 18. Uh, what about Miller the fullback? Sensational to see scored a great try. I think he was right up there for most run metres by debutant. I actually think Kempe holds that record. I'm not sure uh, I'll have to double check that but yeah Miller he was great. A sensational performance performance. Um, look, yeah, Nico Hines was a difference here. Scored a try, set up one in the second half. He was great. Kicked the field goal at the back end. Uh, he was the best player on the park, I thought, Nico Hines. I thought that uh, the opposing halfback, Toby Sexton, he looked pretty confident in this game. I was pretty impressed with his performance. In the rain against a top side like the Cronulla Sharks, really tough gig for him, but I thought he did well. I thought Blake Braley was great. Fuck, he's having a season. Absolutely killing it. There was a try that Connor Tracy scored that he set up. I think he threw the pass to Nicarima. Nicarima offload. He got the ball back and he dummied. He let the winger come through. He played through the line. He threw a brilliant ball to Connor Tracy. Thankfully, he caught the fucking thing. Uh, I thought Connor Tracy was great too. He had a really good performance. One thing I will say about the Sharkies, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do moving forward, Wade Graham. He's almost like a guy that doesn't have a spot in this team at the moment. I think it's fair to say the left edge looks much better when when Teague Wilton's on the field. I think he probably needs to start. He probably needs to play 80 minutes there, which at the moment is fine. You can play Wade Graham through the middle, but when Dale Finucane comes back, it's really tough to find a spot for Wade at the moment. I love him. He's been a champion footballer for a long time, but I think at the moment... Uh, and maybe it's just match fitness trying to gel with this side. Maybe it'll take a few more weeks. I'll never doubt a guy like Wade Graham because he's an absolute champion and one, one of my favorite players ever. Uh, but I don't think there's any doubting at the moment that he is sort of getting in the way a little bit. And I think that at times they're better without Wade in certain spots. Uh, so, yeah, an interesting one to watch there. I mean, in saying that, Wade Graham is such a champion player. And this is just the beauty of how stacked this Sharks team is. But... I think despite Wade being the better player overall, I think right now Teague Wilton's in better form. He's fitter. Defensively, he's better. And I just think he runs a bit of a straighter line at the moment, and which is uh, which allows him to use Sifatalakai a little bit more. Whereas I think Wade Graham, I don't think him and uh, him and Sifra are quite on the same page at the moment with their attack. And I think it's been costly for them. So an interesting one to see what happens there. It's so good to have a guy like Wade Graham in the squad, but I'm not quite sure where his spot is in this team as it stands right now. Hines through a magic ball to Molotalo, one of the balls of the season so far. I thought him, that pass, and Chez's pass were probably the best of the week, but I think I'd have to go with uh, the one that Hines threw in the pissing rain. Very, very impressive. Nico Hines did get sin-binned at the back end of that game, which is disappointing for Supercoach players, uh, but it looks like you either Captain Cleary or you Captain Hines. We're still waiting for updates for Hines, but it looks like 
they'll be pretty damn similar. Shout out to Jared Wallace scoring two tries, a sensational effort. Uh, the first one was a try through Wade Graham as well, which was a very disappointing miss by him. Second one was off a kick, which was sensational. So Jared Wallace, I think that's three tries in two weeks. I think he's got a try last week as well to uh, get them into extra time. So a sensational knock. Isan Masters scored in the 76th minute as well. I thought Jaden Campbell was pretty good in this game. I think he has to be in this team long term. I thought Brimson had a good game. I, I thought the entire spine for the Gold Coast was good, to be honest with you. I, I also thought Tino came up with some pretty big moments in this game as well. Uh, had some pretty good stats, too, from memory. Tino, I remember watching him and thinking, fuck, he's getting through a fair bit of work. Uh, 16 runs for 150-odd metres, 32 tackles. Uh, pretty damn impressive. No errors this week for Tino. Had a few last week, which was disappointing, uh, but I thought his performance in this game was really good. Uh, so, yeah, Gold Coast... Unfortunately, this is who they are. They managed to get themselves back in the fight and chase down leads. Uh, but it's just so hard to do that in the NRL week to week. The Sharkies, they probably needed this win. It wasn't overly pretty, let's be perfectly honest here. Uh, but they got the job done. They did what they had to do. Sivitalikai, we mentioned someone at the start. We're hearing that he might have a Liz Frank injury, which if he, if he does, uh, it's one of the most random injuries you can get in sport, essentially. So it could mean a very long time on the sideline. And uh, from, just from having a look at world sports, Sometimes guys don't really come back from this as the same player they were. That's completely unconfirmed at the moment, so we'll wait until we get a report on Siffa. Uh, we do wish him all the very best because he's having an absolutely cracking season. Has been very impressive, but yeah, good win by the Sharkies. Congratulations to Lockie Miller making his debut. Sensational with a cracking try. Good to see Ellie and his young bloke in the crowd enjoying themselves, his wife and his son. Uh, a really good story of just you know, having a red-hot crack, giving it all a go, going to the Sharkies. Uh, I think it was Craig Fitzgibbon when he gave him his jersey speech sort of went, everyone has different journeys to get here. And Lockie certainly has had a different one. I think he's the eighth Olympian to ever play in the NRL. So a pretty special moment there for him to score on debut up there in the Gold Coast in the pissing rain. You love to see it. That's all rugby league is all about. Guys, that will do our round 11 rapid review. We have got another podcast coming later today where I did a randomized team. Did two State of Origin teams in New South Wales and Queensland. I actually kind of fucked it up at the back end. But a good little opportunity for you guys to join in that one too. So you'd pick a New South Wales and a Queensland side based on the random cards and teams that I pull out. I really did enjoy that one. It was tough. It was very difficult. I would highly advise you get out your phone or you get out your laptop to follow along with that one because it really it gave me a headache just doing it, to be honest with you. But it was good fun, and we're getting into sort of origin seasons. We're going to have more and more origin content coming on the Rugby League Guru podcast, which is super exciting. Going into Bloke in a Bar very soon to record our episode for the Round 11 review. So all of that content will be coming on the Rugby League Guru podcast over the next 24 hours or so. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm. 